Hello everyone, this is the Audience Explorer, a podcast for you as a founder or creator who wants to develop an audience for your product or service. I'm Matthias Bohlen. Hello everyone, Matthias Bohlen on the microphone again. This is another episode of the Audience Explorer podcast. And today I'm so excited to have Rosie Sherry as guest. Welcome, Rosie. Thank you for having me. So nice to meet you in practice. <laughs> uh, Rosie is a great person. She managed the Indie Hackers community a while ago, over several years. And um, she now runs the Rosieland community, uh, another exciting project of hers. And she's also a full-time employee at Orbit. How does all this fit together, Rosie? <laughs> I don't know, you tell me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like to keep busy. <laughs> yeah, and that's obvious, right? <laughs> so what do you actually do right at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess the, for a while I've been calling myself a community builder. I've uh -huh. been building communities for years now. I, I, I bootstrapped or indie hacked uh, Ministry of Testing previously. And then I was at Indie Hackers uh, for a couple of years doing their community. And then Rosie Land, which I started um, as the newsletter and has evolved into community. Mm -hmm. That's like a community for community, community builders. And then, um, so that's kind of like, I guess my side project, um, as I would call it now, because I've, I work full time for Orbit, who create uh, kind of software for communities. Oh, this really fits together, right? The word community, at least, <laughs> is in several places now. Yeah. So, how, how many times did I say community there? <laughs> so what, what does this Orbit uh, software do for community builders? Yeah, uh, a good question. Um, so I think the, the idea, I guess, like behind Orbit is, is to the way I see it and the way I try to explain it is that communities these days, whilst we like to think that they have one specific home, the reality is that there is no one place for communities mm -hmm. in, in the world. Because like, communities are like decentralized. Um, people, you know, all, like people who run communities would love for everybody to show up in one space, but the, the reality is that We're, we're humans and we love to show up where, where we want to show up. And in practice in today's world, and even more so since COVID, it's like we, we show up um, in all kinds of places. We might show up in a, in a forum that, that's been created, but um, on top of that, we, we would show up on Twitter. Like I'm on Twitter every day, yeah. um, hanging out with indie hackers and community builders. I'm on multiple Slacks. Um, of various communities. I'm on various circle type communities as well. And even for, for every community, I think like we naturally kind of gather in, in various places and we naturally talk and, and serve communities in, in different ways. So like if I was like, let's say uh, Indie Hackers is like Indie Hackers has like a busy forum, but there's so many people on, on Twitter like raging about indie hackers or talking about indie hackers and um, 
they're they're part of the community as well and sometimes they'll come over to indie hackers website but not all the time but you know it, it definitely you know the and until like recently at least it, it's been nearly impossible to like keep track of who's who so like the and who's contributing to the to the community conversations so the the idea of orbit is that it gathers gathers data from various sources um and it, it pulls it all together so that you can better understand who your community members are it creates profile ah, okay. uh, pages for them so you can see if they're active on a slack or on twitter or, or your forum and, and you can see who's who has the most love which is like one of the, the measurements um that they have and you can see who's who's just joined who's who's super active all those kind of things to kind mm -hmm. of give you better um better ability to to work with your community in in whatever way you you, you feel is best interesting so does it give people a kind of new home or does it simply collect uh, and mirror all the homes that people have? So for example, if I have a, let's say Facebook group and I'm part of a Twitter, I'm part of Indie Hackers, I'm uh, part of several snacks. What happens in orbit when I, when I am in all those places? Do I see them there? So as a member, you wouldn't see it, but as like a community owner, we would see it to help ah. us. Um, so it's not like a new space. It's more a tool for people who run communities to figure out how, what to do with it all and oh, figure out how okay. to build better relationships. Interesting thing. Yeah, community building seems to be an entire problem in itself, right? I, I always find it quite hard i'm i'm not that talented for community building i tried it and it was <laughs> i failed miserably um so what what would you think is are the main skills a community builder a good community builder needs uh good question um i probably need to write something and think more deeply on this but um i think i think you know it's like community building is easy but it's hard It's like, how does that fit together? Yeah, um, and for me, it's like it's easy because it's all, it's all to me. It's like all common sense, the things that you would do. Yeah, it's like you, you be good to people, you you care about people, you do you do the right thing for right. them. You don't, you're not trying to sell to them all the time. You're trying to help them whenever you can. It's you know, it's it's not like rocket science, as I would say. But yeah. But then the hard part is it's like you're dealing with people as well. So that makes it super hard, right? To like how how do how do you deal with people and how do you deal with um I guess things like the, the business pressure of scaling up if you want to scale up and how how do you deal with like you know, people coming in and um how do you how do you like keep on top of it all or how do you not keep on top of it all and encourage other members to like, you know, you know, kind of help lead the community as well um so i mean i guess like if, if we're thinking skills skills wise is like you, you have to be able to be willing to help people so mm -hmm. knowing how to help mm -hmm. people is like pretty pretty key um i i'm also like a, a big believer in if you're going to serve a community you, you're going to have to know a lot about the community you're serving um so 
So um, you have to be interested in them yeah. and, and care really whether, uh, yeah, how, how they're doing. And um, uh, for example, how, how do you get these, uh, these connections uh, to form between community members? How do you get people into a position where, where they really start talking to each other and show up because of the others? Yeah. And I, I, I don't see like how people can properly serve a community if you don't care enough about the, the niche or the, the vision that you're trying to serve. So like mm -hmm. with, it, with indie hackers, it's like I was an indie hacker myself. And I think, you know, that's partly why, you know, I was out, up for the role, but also I think it suited me as well as, as I also grew with the community. Um, I very much identified with them. I had my own experiences. Um, I never went in thinking that I knew it all, but I was. I definitely went in thinking, um, I've, you know, I've got a lot to learn, and I want to help these people learn as well. Um, and to me, that's like the core of any community. It's like it's it's not necessarily about you know, <laughs> you know, businesses you know struggle with this, but it's it's not necessarily about the business. It's about help, helping the people in the community get to where they want to be. That's I love that. Get to where they want to be. Yeah. If if there's a business behind it, it, it's also always the question, what where does the business want to be? <laughs> But in this case, I think it's more important where do the people, the, the members of the community want to be or want to get or whatever. So what would you say? How do you define a community today? What is today's definition of a community? Yeah, good question. Um... I, I would uh, I would probably say something along the lines of it's like a, a group of people um, who who want to get together over over a common theme or mm -hmm. a common thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think you know if if you're thinking like you know say so you can have like casual communities or you know if you're really going in for community as as something that you want to to build longer term. Um, you know, there, there can be like, I guess, different intensities of how you go into it. But, you know, like as like a local community, you know, a bunch of friends just gathering together. It's like, you know, you don't have to think too deeply about, you know, what you're trying to achieve. But there's definitely like these natural human instincts that you, you want to align. You, you want to be on the same wavelength. You want to, you know, be interested in similar things. You yeah. want to have like the same ethics around certain things in your life um but if you're trying to like build community that's i guess you're trying to turn into something bigger then there's you know i guess there's like more pieces in the puzzle that you have to kind of think about but you know it's the same principles to be honest um and i think like you know i think at the end of the day it's just like try, trying to really kind of figure out what what your people want that also aligns with what you want. So always keeping the two kind of very, very closely aligned. Mm -hmm. Did this um, change in the in the days of COVID when we all go virtual now and work from home? And how what influence uh, did this have on communities and community builders? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely been a huge shift. Um, yeah, it's been, yeah, so like, All my years, like I've been like building communities like 15 years and all, oh, all my years of building communities, it's never been cool. 
you know it's never been particularly well paid it's never been like oh yes we need community um and then like covid comes along and like that's like completely changed and like everybody everybody wants community uh, everybody's talking about it and i you know i think i think it's great on one extent um it's like finally you know i'm i'm getting like the attention and you know as community as a community builder finally like where we've got a seat at the table so to speak mm-hmm. um but you know it's been a year of covid and like everyone i feel like everyone's scrambling to you know want community they they envision community as this kind of wonderful thing and they look at successful examples and they say they want that but then they don't realize like actually the communities that they love so much have taken years to build and and they want one now or you know they oh yes you know, they, yeah. they they don't know how to go about starting one and they start with the tools instead of like the people mm-hmm. um and and then they want to scale um because you know there's the business pressure to scale all these kind of things it's like um yeah it's, it's for me it's like great we've got all this interest but also um almost like worrying is like if if all this interest and like all the money that's flying about in community at the moment especially like in the in the bigger vc world is like if all of this goes wrong and we end up not creating communities that matter what will that mean for the future community builders and that's kind of like top of my mind and that's kind of like what what I kind of worry about or think about um, so I, I just think like almost yes community is important but let's remember that they take five years to build mm-hmm. and and oh, yes. let's let's build that in, into our plans and let's realize that communities are hard and uh, you know emotionally hard work and um, community builders everywhere in the past year have been like you know under a lot of pressure to to keep things going um you know during covid and then on top of that it's like all this extra interest for community and you know tr- people trying to you know i guess like you know there's lots of jobs going around i guess but um there's not really a lot of understanding it's like what does community mean now now you know that covid has happened um and I think there's there's a lot of positives in it, in the fact that I don't necessarily think that community was done well in the past. And now that there's a lot of interest in it, people are rethinking things, people are creating new tools, new ways of kind of reimagining what community is. And I think that for me, that's the exciting part is like we're, we're trying to reimagine what's important. We're trying to, uh, in my opinion, be more efficient with our time um we're having more conversations online i've never had so many conversations online than oh than that's I did. true that's you know, really like, true i'm i'm personally like um making a lot more friends uh it's all virtual but it's still like making better connections like i've never had in my life i've never like gone to this effort i've never you know you know it, it's just it feels normal now right yeah um, so that's that's the exciting part. It's like what can we do with this connection, but trying to do it in, in the in the right way without without burning out and you know it's like considering the people aspect of it. 
So what do you think? What's the main driver behind all this interest suddenly? And you mentioned the VCs. What, what do communities have to, have to do with money? I, I don't quite get it. <laughs> uh, communities are powerful, I think. And I think people maybe now see that as like there's so much power in communities when you get it right. Um, and I, I also think like, generally speaking like marketing isn't working like it used to so they're they're looking for other ways to mm. to build value and build their business and community seems to to be the answer to that um and you know it's like yeah I, yeah i have mixed feelings about it i i always have mixed feelings about like communities being driven by by business needs Mm -hmm. um so i i i try i'm trying <laughs> to balance balance that out or or communicate that or i guess like educate that to people it's like yes community is powerful but we have to remember that it's people at the end of the day and um, we can achieve a lot through people but you, you, you got to treat people well and you got to treat them with respect and with ethics and a lot of businesses aren't built on the right ethics or, or the right mindset for that mm. so the connection to money uh, if i understand you right um, you mean that businesses could have an interest in building communities so that they can sell them something or they can uh, have more successful marketing with them is well, this is the thing. This? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of businesses think like that, but that's the wrong, that's the wrong way to kind of think of community. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know that businesses can thrive with a, like a active community behind them. But you don't build a business, you don't build a community to, to sell to them. Yeah, you build it because you care about the people that you're building community with and you And you're bringing them together over over like a, a, a shared vision, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and and done right is like it can help businesses thrive. Um, like when I built up Ministry of Testing, it was all everything I did was focused on the community, and I never spent money on advertising or on sales or anything like that. It was all right. you know through the community. Uh, we did marketing through the community, but that was like more community focus marketing so you know we, we'd use email marketing but um you know very kind of lightweight um and kind of respectful and i i think this is like the 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 challenge that businesses have is like you know uh people i think are changing in the way that they're tired of being marketed to constantly um and they, and they need to find kind of new ways to to connect with people and For me, it's like obviously for me, but um, I, you know, it's like building community is is the best way to connect connect with people. Um, but you have to have the mindset of of just you know really trying to get to know your people as as much and as well as possible. Mm -hmm. So a community can be a um, a very um, can. can Sorry, um, one step back. A community can contribute to the the success of a business, but a community should not be built in order to have success with a business, right? If you yeah. 
if you focus on the business and say, yeah, we need a community because we want to make more money, etc., etc., it's the wrong thing, right? Um, on the other hand, for example, if you have a great product like, let's say, Nike or something with, with their shoes, uh, they might form a community around this because people love the Nike shoes and they, they share common interest in that. Um, so uh, do you think that, that it's a matter of um, um, cause and, and effect? What's, what's first, the product and then the community <laughs> or the other way around? <laughs> can there be uh, yeah. communities without products? Yes, there can be. Yeah. And the other way around, can there be a product without a community? Uh, well, well, I guess like you say, like, you know, there are good examples of product communities, you know, like Notion's a good example. Mm -hmm. um, Nike is probably a good one, even though I don't really know the details of that. But I think if like, you know, if, if we go along the, the idea of like decentralized communities, and if we take maybe Nike as an example that I honestly don't know a lot about, but hypothetically, if people obviously there's lots of fans of nike yeah. um i'm not a fan but whatever um there's, <laughs> there's, there's fans and it's like okay it's like well if you want to build a community around that then you know start speaking to your fans and that's like the core essence of of community and it's like that the, there are people who you know obsess over nike and it's like what what will happen if you bring some of those people together and and i think the difference is is like It's not what the business wants to happen. It's like what happens when they come together and observe that and, and take on board like what people are saying and then see how you can align it with with what your business is trying to achieve. So helping hmm. helping your yeah. fans as much sense. as possible um, within, you know, by using like the resources that, that you have available. That makes sense. So what do you think when when a community builder starts out and says, okay, I've, I've gathered some people, I uh, think I understand what they want and how, how they behave at the moment. Uh, what do you think happens to this community builder? What problems do they run into? Which problems need to be solved today for community builders? Oh, good question. What problems need to be solved for community builders? Um, yeah, I think like, you know, this is something that was like on my on my radar of things to think about. Is like what what would make community builders' lives easier? Um, I think like, oh, I'm trying to think now. Is it more the basic stuff like who belongs to my community? What what are the names? Yeah. What do they care for? Or is it advanced stuff like interactions or like like the yeah. strategic direction? Or what do you think is the, the thing that keeps uh, uh, community builders busy? Yeah, I mean, I think I think community builders need like and this kind of ties back to my work at Orbit, but community builders need better understanding of who, who their community are and, and better ways of um, understanding like how to communi communicate with members as well. So I think like at the moment it's, it's probably, you know, very basic how, how we look at community building now. So it's like, oh, 
to build community let's let's have some discussions in the forum and that's mm -hmm. you know that, that's kind of like too basic it's like well you know it's like surely we can do better than that and starting discussions on forums is like what, what more can we do and um, how, how can how can we use data that we have access to to really like tap into into the needs of of the community so i guess like for example i was speaking to someone a while back and they they wanted to start like an ambassador program and their initial reaction mm -hmm. was to like mm -hmm. they, they had like 100 people interested in in running like local chapters and and their initial reaction was to like go in and get as many of them as possible started on running local chapters um but then i was like well you know what why 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 are you going to do that when you don't really know what's needed or how it's going to evolve um, wouldn't it be better to start with one or a group of five instead yeah, of all group of five or something yeah. like that yeah and just then, to like, get some experience yeah and to start figuring out what people need and i think there's this perception that you know they could have got it they, they could have gotten like all of them into like a zoom room to talk about the ideas that they were planning planning for but actually, you know, it's like businesses will say, oh, that's like, you know, the right way to do it is, is effective. But the reality is, is like you only end up speaking to a handful of them anyways. And everybody else in the room doesn't get a chance to share their voice in, in, in like, you know, a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. So it's like when, when, you're, when, you're, when you're starting something, it's like you really got to start with, it, you know, the, the, the core, the core principles and. Um, and I, I guess, like thinking back to like what community builders need is like they 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 need to be able to like manage those kind of situations better, and you know not not value the community as how many people do you have in your forum or how, how many people are participating. It's like almost like every interaction should be considered as a community building activity. So. If you know if they come to to a Zoom event, you know that's that's classed as an activity. Um, if they if they participate in the forum, that's an activity. If they if they reach out to you on email, maybe that's an activity as well. Or if they book a one to one meeting, or all of, all of these kind of things, it's like it it almost like redefines like what what community is, um, and then. As community builders, the challenge then becomes: Well, what do you do with with all of this, and how do you apply like the the, the human aspects of community building to, to all to, to all of this? Is like how how do you enable others to to build better relationships with each other, um, or help them, or you know whatever it is you might you might be trying to do. Um, and yeah, I mean, I get you know. To me, it's it's exciting, but it's it's a challenge. And um, yeah, I, it's like well, it's it's almost like a wall moment for me. It's like there's all this tech that we now realize that we have access to. Right. But it's like how do you make sense of all the tech, and how do you how do you understand like what to automate and what not to automate? Hmm. So. Uh, and I find this uh, quite interesting. Uh, you mentioned that all the interactions that you have 
with other people uh, can be considered as community building. Yeah. Um, I had this this uh, strange thought in my mind that community building is something uh, something uh, quite special, and you have to do intentional uh, collection of things to do. Right? Um, you are a community builder if you do this or that. Uh, but what you just mentioned would mean no. You have, uh, community building is just um, just interacting well. It's just uh, caring, just interacting. Um, so it yeah, and you're using the, the the word just, which is why it's so easy, but it's also so hard, right? Yeah, it's just it's just this, you know, <laughs> it's just that. But like when you have lots of justs, you know, it's like actually it gets it gets complicated pretty quickly. Can you tell me, uh, let's say, two examples? One where you said, "Oh, I was rather successful with this. When I did this, it it happened. Uh, it, it made me a, a, a wow moment." And then one example where you said, "Oh shit, I screwed up with this uh, in community building because." And later I learned that. So I, I would love to hear one very good and one, one if you want, if you agree, uh, one bad example of <laughs> what not to do as a community builder. I, I mean, I think like the past few months, um, I've been doing a lot of one, like either podcast recordings like this or just one-on-one -on -one conversations. Mm -hmm. And I, I know they're powerful. Um, but I've, I've been trying intentionally to do more of them. And for me, for me, I, I, they never surprise me, like the power of just having one-on-one -on -one conversations mm -hmm. and, you know, whether they're like 15 minutes or an hour long, the connections you make by having these direct conversations is something that you'll probably never get in a group environment or maybe you, you can to a certain extent um but I, it could be like my my own personality is that i feel more comfortable having one-on-one -on -one conversations i struggle in group environments mm -hmm. um when, when there's people in a group i step back and just let other people talk and i listen it's just like i don't know that's just like the way i am so for me like having one-on-one -on -one conversations It, it just for me it works and it's like I get to know people and we get talking about all sorts of random stuff um, and I just think it's it's so powerful just speaking to people and getting to know people and these little stories coming out and and, and then you kind of start to make connections um, of you know of these people and and then the more connections you make, the more you realize, oh, I could, you know, once that conversation is done, you can start connecting the dots in the, in the future to, with how you can help them. Um, or even as like one-to-one -one conversations, people are a lot more vulnerable than they would be in a group environment. Even if it's just like a group of three, uh, people, people open yeah, up so much true. more one-to-one. -one. Um, and I've had lot conversations recently where I can see that people need help or they're crying out for help and like I have it in my power to help them to take that next step um and to me that's uh, yeah it will it will always wow me that the fact that you realize when you have conversations with people that you can actually actually help them 
Um, and it wows me and then it's, it, it kind of makes me sad that at the same time, um, people don't value it. They think it's not efficient enough. Um, but I think, you know, I, th I think there's, there's something special in one-to-ones. Yeah, absolutely. W would you recommend other community builders to have more one-on-ones with their communities? Definitely. I, I, I've been telling people recently to do it. And um, yeah, one, one guy I spoke to recently, he, he was trying like group sessions and people weren't showing up. Um, and I just said, well, just do one-on-ones. And he started uh -huh. doing them and more people started booking for them than uh, they did for the for the group sessions. And, you know, it's kind of allowing him to kind of get to know his, his community a bit better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely. Interesting. It's not so it's not so much about efficiency here, but but about depth and quality. Yeah. And I think in time, people don't don't realize that actually just spending that bit of time, uh, people will kind of remember the conversation for for a lot longer because it would have had more impact. And mm -hmm. um, I, I have no doubt that if you do it in, in, in a human way and in a way to like help people, that these people will eventually recommend you down, down the line. And, you know, it, it works, it really does. And yeah, I just, yeah. I think the more you do it and like if you kind of like build it into your like daily daily habits or weekly habits um you can really start to kind of see the no the knock-on effect yeah yeah and you meant you also mentioned uh tech i think that there is a, still a lot to be done with with tech um i recently thought about these zoom meetings they are somewhat tiring, somewhat exhausting, right? You have these big screens with lots of little squares where people sit in and you see lots of people's heads and you get tired. I saw some different tools where the big window uh, is not present and there are simply the avatars of the people or the, the little uh, circles where people, you see people talking, but they are um, randomly, randomly scattered on your screen. You can push them anywhere where you would like. For, for example, if you're collaborating on a document, you push them near the document. And I also saw another tool that was very interesting. It was able to simulate a cocktail party effect. Um, because in Zoom, for example, I always have the problem with the audio line. Only one person can successfully speak on Zoom. If two persons are talking, mm, the understandability is not, uh, yeah. not that great. And this tool was able, uh, I could move my avatar to a group of others and suddenly I can hear them. And when I leave them and I move myself away to another group, I hear the other group. Yeah. So it's much more efficient, much more um, likable than these breakout rooms. Yeah. Uh, where you always have to switch and send people to some room. How cumbersome <laughs> is that? Um, yeah. Do you see other passive possibilities what tech could do? Oh, I think there's so many possibilities. And, you know, I think the, the examples that you say are, are great examples of how we can potentially use tech. I think um, there's probably like the aspect of getting used to those ways of doing things and whether they will stick, I, I, I don't know. Um, but they're definitely interesting, right? Mm -hmm. um, like, so, like, you know, I've known of many of those tools, but I've, 
I've not really had a opportunity to experience them in in a way that has gone well. Um, but yeah, we, we should, you know it would be good to you know try you know see see experiences or you know see how or hear of you know positive experiences of how people are using these tools and if they actually work. Um, but yeah, I mean, I forgot what the question was now, but. Uh, what do you think what tech can do to support yeah. community building in the future? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, if you, if you think of, if you think of community building is enabling people to come together in a, in a better way. Um, if we're trying to look, look to the future for that, it's like, what, what does that mean for, for the future of community? And if we try to move away from like the traditional way of seeing community, such as quite often, like um, how much activity there is on a website or how many forum posts are made, yeah, um, yeah, these hard numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, should we be thinking of new ways to measure stuff? Um, or, you know, I think like, should we not even be thinking about that kind of things? It's like, it's like, how much do we want to measure? How much is right to measure? What is actually meaningful to measure? Um, and, you know, I guess like, uh, you know, at the heart of it is like um, community building is is not about the numbers. It's it's about bringing the right people together to do the right kind of things. So, you know, actually a good example is events. Uh, I was speaking to someone the other day about this. Again, on a one-on-one -on -one conversation, we had a really great conversation. And he had done events in the past that I had done events in the past. And we, we had also been to events, and so we had all kinds of opinions about events. But um, <laughs> he he was working on some kind of AI stuff to uh, kind of connect people better together based based on based on who they are, and uh -huh. I guess like you know asking them questions, so that um, from a work perspective you could hook up you know people who work in the same company in a better way. Or like from an event perspective, um, you know, I don't know if you've if you've experienced it, but I definitely have. Is that you go to an event and you don't actually end up speaking to someone, anyone, meaning, meaningfully. It's like totally random. You don't you don't like end up really staying in touch with many people, or if you do, it's maybe one or two. Yeah, um, that's right. Sometimes and, and, it's just yeah. random uh, coincidence where whom I meet over a coffee, for example, and we have a great conversation but I'm not sure it has anything to do with the event. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's like, you know, that's so inefficient, right? And it's like, if we think of like in real life events where people spend a lot of time, a lot of money usually to attend and then like hotels, if, if they're going, you know, further right. away or flights, it's it's a lot of money to not really end up connecting with it, with anyone in a meaningful way. Um like when I did events, it was ministry testing. I tried my best to kind of patchwork all this stuff and get people to hook up like online throughout the year and you know all those kind of things and like create like 
um, smaller events within the event to kind of connect people together. So we definitely tried, but I, you know, I definitely feel think there's ways to to improve that. So it's like um, how for community builders, it's like how can you use tech in those kind of ways to to kind of really connect people together in a way that will impact their 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 lives mm-hmm. um and to get past what i would call like the small talk it's like like when you go to events and you just randomly meet people it's all small talk it's not meaningful conversation but if we can use tech to get past that and go straight to the the meaningful stuff i think that's where it can like become really powerful mm-hmm or at least when when people say, "Hey, we had a good conversation. Let's go deeper next time." So yeah. if if tech could enable this effect, um, I'm very much active in the software engineering world because I'm a software engineer myself, and I used to go to a big event with um, let's say one or two thousand people every year. Um, happens in Munich or happened in Munich pre-COVID. Um, and it only worked because uh, people knew each other from publications, from collaboration they had on projects or from uh, literature and so on. Um, people said, hey, oh, I read your last book. Uh, nice to see you again and so on. So they had something already. Uh, they were not random people to each other. And when we met in Munich, uh, some meaningful um, conversations could already take place within five minutes because we we already knew what the other one was doing. So I think some of the future could lie in in bringing people to a prolonged relationship, not not a a one time relationship at a conference or so. Definitely. And yeah, I mean, that's probably quite similar to like what we did at Ministry of Testing, where we would invite people to write, we would invite people to speak, we would, yeah. you know, all these different types of things that they would participate in the community. Therefore, they would, you know, other people would, you know, get to know them and have some conversations um, and all of that kind of stuff is kind of same, same lines of what, what you're talking about. Um, and yeah, and, and that's kind of like, you know, it's like, events are part of a community but i think there's been a lot of events that is just literally like one year they happen once a year and the tickets come up for sale (laughs) there's nothing like in between that really connects people together yeah so a lot could be done there what are you trying to achieve with with your side project rosie land what is this and what's your goal for that for the next let's say one year yeah, one year. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, so I started Rosyland as, as a newsletter. Um, and first, just like a curated newsletter, and then um, I turned it into a paid newsletter f- to force me to write every week because like, I wanted to build up this habit to write. Mm-hmm. Um, and by turning it paid, it kind of forced me to show up every week and write. Um and I did that for a few months and then I decided, well, actually, um, I've kind of built this habit of writing. I'm quite happy doing it now. Um, but really, I, I need it to be a community because I do communities. Um, so we just like moved it over to more of a community focus. 
though it's still very, very kind of early stages. But I guess for the next year, my, my goal is basically like my, my opinion of the world of community building as we are now is that there's a huge lack of um, information. Um, it's, it's kind of scattered about um, in, even if there is stuff out there, it's not necessarily very helpful. So Rosyland is, is what I guess I call a community garden. Is it where I'm trying to uh, do research into community building. I'm trying to write about community building and I want to encourage mm -hmm. others to participate as much as possible as well. So yeah, for about 18 months, I've been curating resources. So I want to kind of make those, get those into like a more presentable format. Um, I want to write more. I, I want to um, invite other people in to write and, and, and to co-create as well in time. Um, and I guess, you know, it's like it's, I've transferred over the, the paid newsletter subscribers. Um, but I guess like for me, it's like almost like a, kind of like a mixture of a community and a Wikipedia for, for community building. So that ah, okay. when people go there, they'll find everything they need for community building. And it will hopefully open their minds up to all the things that um, exist with, you know, different mindsets, different ways of thinking about community, different models, different fr frameworks. Um, and yeah, for me, it's like trying to show people that actually community is deep. Uh, and varied and wide and, and you, you can go you can go really niche into like a specific theme or you can you can go there's just so many like different angles you could potentially take so like if I can create a space for that to help people stumble upon new ideas and new ways of of building community uh, that's that's like the vision the long-term vision of Rosyland um, what I'll achieve in the next year I'm not, I'm not quite sure but um, I think, yeah, I hope it can become like a sustain, uh, financially, I hope it can become a bit more sustainable. Um, but I, I don't really measure things by money. For me, I'm more focused on the idea of creating the most comprehensive community building resource out there. Oh, wow. And then, uh, Wikipedia yeah. for community builders. And also a community for community builders. Yeah. Um, well, if I were a community builder, which I'm not, because I lack some, <laughs> some <laughs> energy for this, um, let's not call it call it skills, because um, yeah, we talked about that. Um, what what would I find? Would I find um, resources? You said. Would I also find other community builders there? Could I meet with them or have a conversation with them? What what would happen if I go there? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, it's kind of uh, more kind of text forum heavy kind of um, situation, I guess. Um, but, it, you know, definitely, I, I'm, I'm trying to make decisions around that at the moment. So and definitely going on like the decent, decentralized aspect of what a community means. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'm trying to decide it's like, because I, I did a cohort course recently and we set up a Slack as part of that. So I'm kind of trying to decide, like, 
would it be good to have a Slack as part of the community as well? And I kind of think it would. But then I'm thinking, well, should I use Discord instead? Um, maybe, I don't know. So I'm kind of um, trying to make decisions around that in the way that, say, people have different preferences around how, how they show up. And yeah. um, definitely, like, on Twitter, like, I've got all of it set up to hook into Twitter uh, as well to, like, bring data in. But, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think out what – I'm trying to think what – that would look like um and trying to take those kind of sustainable steps towards bringing community builders together i mean i definitely want to do it but um also i just started a new job and everything so i have to be <laughs> have to be a bit realistic <laughs> with what i can achieve um but yeah i mean the dream is to just you know hang out and and be with community builders and like the more conversations that we can have i think you know that to me that's exciting because then that leads on to other things absolutely fantastic thank you for today rosie it was a such a deep conversation around this subject um, i really enjoyed it thank, thank you for you. coming thank you thank you for having me thanks for listening to the audience explorer podcast today You can find me on Twitter at GetTheAudience and you can check out the blog at GetTheAudience.com. If you have any questions about this episode, reach out to me on Twitter or send an email to Matthias at GetTheAudience.com. If you want to support this podcast, please leave a rating in your favorite podcast player app. This will help other founders or creators to find this podcast about developing an audience for their product or service. Thank you very much for listening and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.